Hello and welcome to another episode of Drivel. The automotive podcast brought to you by a couple of regular petrol heads. We're your hosts. I'm Mo. Hey, what? I'm Mo. I was supposed to say I'm Mo. Are we? Yeah. Oh, it doesn't matter. It's, as long it, as I get the intro part. It's only the last episode of the year and you still don't know how we're supposed to do the intro. No, I'm sorry. No, I do the hello bit and it's then... Like, the, like episode 32? No, no, I do the hello bit then I say I'm Mo and then you say you're Mo. Well, we supposed to do what we just did there, but yeah. then I was meant to go. I'm Mo, and you go. And I'm Mo. Oh, Mate, we even re- we even we even wrote that onto one of your sweatshirts for oh, you. Shit. I can't find mine. <laughs> you lost it. So the uh, I don't know where it's gone. The, I got my cap though. The limited. I saw that you're wearing your cap today. The yeah. limited edition uh, proof of concept drivel merchandise that we gave you uh, your very unpersonalized issue of. You've yeah. lost. The value's gone up now because it's missing. The value's gone because it's missing. Yeah. It's like an ancient artifact. Yeah. Well, we're going to redo them anyway. So we are going to redo but them. I, but I, still, no, no, it doesn't. It do, I haven't been. I, I think I had it on when we went to the car meet. I don't know. No, I don't, I'm I not don't. responsible for your wardrobe. I, I, I don't. don't, don't. Know. No, I, I haven't. It's been lost since before then. I don't know where it is. Great, excellent. So, I've only got two grey hoodies. One I'm wearing now. I don't. I really. I and the, don't and know the where other one is lost somewhere. I've looked in all my stock that I've got. It's not not anywhere there. Not in any of the cars or anything like that. Um, I genuinely do not know where it is. I think someone took it because they wanted it. Maybe someone's out there and they're wearing a, they're wearing a drivel hoodie, one of me. a kind drivel hoodie, and on it it says "and I'm over." Oh, yeah, they're trying to pretend to be me. Yeah. So anyway, we as I said, we 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 put your lines onto your clothing for you, and you still don't know oh, what they are. Wait, it's still too early. Yeah. Is it st- how is it still too early? We are. I'm looking at the clock. Oh, it's early afternoon. I had, oh. dri- I had to drive to come down here. Oh, once in every thirty yeah. episodes. Plus, I didn't get to sleep to like. Half two, three o'clock. Is that my problem? No, it's not your problem. It's letting you know that then to have to get up, then to come here to do this, doing you a favour. Okay, great. Do me a favour. Anyway, last episode of the year. Yes, yes. It's a big one. It's the one I'm excited for. There's quite a bit going on, isn't there? There is quite a bit going on. Can we talk first about the most important thing that's happened in the past couple of weeks? And if you say you don't know or you haven't seen it, but I'm going to have to end this podcast. Or no. genuinely... Get a new co-host. Tell me you watched the last two freaking F1 races. Please. I watched I've told you every time to watch them. I last I watched the last F1 race. I didn't watch it live. God. I recorded yeah, fine, it and watched fine. the day after. Okay, yeah. I didn't watch the last two. I watched the last one, the final race. Because we've recorded... You record- didn't watch them before that either. we recorded since then. I don't think... Have we spoke about Saudi? We were, uh, I don't know. I don't think we did. I'm not sure. I can't... No, I don't think we did. I didn't see it anyway. I saw the final. I saw the the, the wait, very wait, last. Quick, just have a quick look. Let me just quickly just see when the, when the Saudi when the Saudi was, uh, Saudi race was, uh, because I don't think we've spoken about that. But if you again, if you haven't seen it, then that's going to be a big point. So the twelfth was this, that lot. This Sunday just this gone. is this is riveting content for our listeners. By the way, Abu Dhabi was on the twelfth, <laughs> and then the Saudi Arabia was on the fifth. So the week before, weekend before. Yeah. So I didn't. Get, I didn't see the fifth. Oh my dicks. What was so exciting about that race? Obviously, I know what was exciting about the final race. That's what set up the final race. That's what got them onto level points. Because uh, this, hang on, explain this to me. Oh, there's no point. No, 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 you have to explain what happened. You can. Tom, can you please prepare a post for a new co-host? I can't go into the new year with this. This is because the season's going to start in March again, and I. It's on. you know, it's, we're an automotive podcast. People watch Formula One, so you need to be able to have a conversation. We're with an automotive there. podcast. We're not a Formula One podcast. No, no, but that's. Po- 
Is is Formula One not automotive? No. This is yes, why I never is. watched it because it was just a bunch of engineers having a pissing contest for years. No, you peanut. It's only it's still, now it's still that car it's racing, isn't it? Your peanut. It's still car racing. We still need. It's still. We can still talk. about Allegedly, it's car racing, oh, even though these things days. don't resemble cars. Well, anymore, this yes. season has just proven that it this is. season has proven it is. But this season, right, from well, everything that I've learned. Has been like no other. You haven't learned much. You just learn from learn, drive. That F1 learn to drive. Drive, strive, drive, strive, survive, yeah. yeah. Tom, get the pod. Get a, get a, a post ready. But anyway, oh, going, explain, what you ask? explain, explain to what? me. How do you go into the final race with 362 and a half points or whatever the fuck it was? What is that bullshit about? I, I'd what? understand I, if it's like 10 and a half points because then a half point is critical. But where you've got multiple <clears> hundreds <throat> of points is a half point really Important. To be honest, why I, is the scoring I so pedantic? Know, I, yeah, I don't know where the half point came from. I don't know what they get half points for. I can't remember. Well, there you go. You're ridiculing one, yeah. me for not understanding but, F1. No, it's no, a valid question. But obviously, you get 25 points for the race win, 18 for second place. Okay, let's not right. worry about the bonus. But then in every race, anyone who finishes in the top 10 can also get a bonus point for the fastest lap. Okay, one. So one bonus point. Yeah. Fuck so me, I, I stingy don't, bastards. <laughs> I I, re- I don't know exactly how the half point came about you can't get penalized on your points um joint fastest so, lap something really stupid like that was it oh god knows no i don't no nah, no nah, i don't think it, i don't think it's that so i don't know where they got the half point from but anyway they they, they got to, so the saudi arabian grand prix was the one that got them onto even uh, points even points yeah but before we get into that i just want to say about so they saudi's obviously chucked money out to get to get them over there and then create a track which is fine i don't really care where anyone races and stuff like that race wherever the hell you want okay but if you're going to make a track, street tracks, they just counterproductive. They, they go against what racing is. Yeah, I don't understand why people have street tracks. I love street you, tracks. Why? You can't As race on them. No, you can't. There's not racing. Yeah, there'll be one section, one part where you might be able to overtake someone, but it's not. Okay, it's no, not, I, I, it's not I built see, to race. I yeah? see your criticism. I think like Monaco. I, I, I quite like them because I think they're. Yeah, I get it. From a racing point of view and overtaking, there's minimal opportunity to do so. Yeah. If you want to have but a street race, set it up so that the, the format is different. So that it's about, look, it's a 10, 10 lap sprint. Whoever gets the fastest, and they do it, whoever gets the fastest lap, stuff like that. But the problem with the yeah. Saudi one was it was the fastest street circuit on there, and it is dangerous. Okay. It is dangerous. How many two, crashes were there? How many two, crashes were there? I think two. I think three crashes. They were. Oh, sounds like race. a great race. And the thing is, they were they were bad, and they was gonna. They had about four crashes during practice. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, that is a, because the speeds you're carrying through on there on some of the corners is quite, but is a yeah. lot, and that that is a dangerous circuit. It is a very dangerous circuit, and you knew there were going to be safety cars and all that out there. That's so, anyway, what was the con- what was the controversy during that? So race? the co- the controversy during that race was. Uh, Max was third to start with, and Hamilton was on pole and stuff. But anyway, the, the, the they were racing, mm-hmm. and then and and then there were safety cars and that where Max pitted. Then the race was red flagged. Um, so when so when a, a race is red flagged and the cars come up and they're parked up waiting for the race to restart, you can work on your cars because in race conditions you can do it as a pit stop and whatever. So the controversy here was so Max and Lewis after the restart of the, well, after the first or second restart. Max and Lewis. How many red flags were there? There was uh, there was one red flag, but sorry, by restart, I mean a safety car. So when safety right. cars would come out, and, and then they were allowed to race and stuff. So there was a point where Max was ahead of Lewis, and they were coming around the corner, and Lewis was was trying to trying to overtake him, and he pushed Max off the road. So Max had to 
go off to maintain and he came back on the track and he maintained his position okay he stayed ahead and Max then got penalised for it to say he had to give the position back to Lewis okay, what, okay. why was that? Because it'd be because it'd been deemed he'd he'd gone off the track, gained an gained an advantage. Oh, he took a shorter route, essentially. Yeah, yeah, a shorter route, or being able to go further, meant he could keep his speed, and he stayed on, he stayed in front, and he gained that advantage, and he kept that. Advantage and he had to give the advantage back. So he had to give the advantage back, right? Right. I'll come back to that point after we speak about the last race. So, the, so Max had a message to say, look, give the give the place back, but give it back. Oh, I did see what happened. That, oh, did you? Yes, I did. What I happened? saw this incident. Oh, he basically gave him a millisecond to go past and then uh, Lewis drove into the back of him, right? You're right. So on your take, someone who doesn't know much about Formula One, whose fault is that then? Uh, Max knew exactly what he was doing. What was he doing? He, he was being an arse. He, he, he braked hard for knowing that Lewis was right behind him to go past him. Lewis wasn't right behind him. Lewis could see him slowing down. These, these are Formula One drivers. Lewis could see him slowing down a mile off. They don't have brake lights. You know, they don't have brake lights, but you know... As have you ever, have you ever driver, driven behind someone on a motorway who doesn't have brake lights to work properly and they've slowed down? You're fucking hell, what's happened there? Yeah, but, that's not, but what I'm saying is a Formula One driver on a track Still knows human. how fast or slow someone's going around the track and what's coming up. Yeah, you know Absolutely, and you expect them to be going around the track at racing speed. Right, so before, before Lewis was right up his ass, Lewis could see that this guy was slowing down because Lewis was catching him a lot quicker than he would have caught him if they were going normal racing speed. Yeah, so, 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 so if he so yeah, so carried on going at that... Slower speed, right? Yeah. Then that's fine. But he didn't. He broke. He braked. No, no. But at the brakes. point, at the point he broke, yeah, yeah, fine. Lewis was too close. But well before that, Lewis could see. If you're racing on a Formula One, and let's say Lewis has got no idea about Max has been told to give the place back, you're racing. You're coming up to the guy. Why are you not going to go? Why are you not going to overtake him? Why are you going right up to his ass? Why not are you right? This guy's going slow. Right, so, I can so, overtake so you, him. You're telling me that Lewis Hamilton's intention was to crash into the back of him. No, no, no. But that's my no, point. No, right? his intention was no. Exactly. Mo, they're racing. Why no. was Lewis behind him? Why was he not trying to overtake him? That's my point. Why was he not trying to he, overtake him? Because he, he would overtake him when you got to the point of overtaking. You got to remember yeah. these things break really, really quickly. No, they break quickly. But as a Formula One driver, you know how quickly they break. You know what someone's doing. Yeah. My point is, they're driving. They're, they're racing conditions. So Lewis is coming up to... When someone overtakes someone, they never to overtake him that close. Never. He He's coming up to him and he knows Max is slow. So, so what, Why has he not pulled out to overtake him? So why has he not pulled out to overtake him? I don't know. That's that's what I'm asking. But, but, I'm not saying asking in the sense that I know the answer. But, what I mean but, does, is, that, but, does, that, but does that put Lewis in the wrong? I don't think either of them were in the wrong. It, I, I don't understand. I think, I think Max knew exactly what he was doing. He would, he didn't intend to cause an accident, but he intended to fucking cause him to no, 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 pull that, out a, a no, second. No, that is what he was doing. No, because obviously the, well, there's a DRS line, right? So Max wanted, which means that's when you can, yeah, yeah. it counts when you open the wing. So obviously Max wanted to stay behind that line. So that once so, he went past him, you could activate he, DRS. He and, and that, yeah? yeah? So yes, in that sense, that's why it was strategic. Max knew what he was doing, yeah? And he was slowing down. Lewis was trying to be equally as clever and stay behind him, behind the DRS line. Why? What did, what so, because Lewis... Surely you want to get past him sooner and then when you get into the DRS no, because, line, you can... Nah, because then if Lewis would have got past him and Max would have been behind him at the DRS line, Max would have got the DRS, would have been able to open it and overtake him. So Lewis wanted to stay behind Max 
behind the DRS line to ensure overtaking once he's in the DRS zone then none of them once they go past no no once they go past the DRS zone as long as Max passes before Lewis Uh, Lewis Lewis keeps the DRS then he can overtake him and go rather than overtake him now Right. Okay, so Max was strategically giving it back. Lewis was trying to play the same game and say, "Hang on, I need to keep behind him." What I'm saying is, Lewis could have Lewis could have avoided that easily. He could have just gone, overtaken him, and off he went. But then he also decided, "No, nah, I'm not giving him DRS." But he didn't need Very to smart. go that. He didn't <laughs> need to go that far. He could have come up alongside him. He could have come up alongside him and slowed down Wayne. But he knew what Max was doing. And him trying to be as clever as well led to what that led to him going into the back of him. But then Max gets penalised for it. Didn't change the result though, did it? No, it didn't change the result. It didn't change the result on that one. Um, uh, yeah, no. As, well, much, as much as Max got well, penalised, well, but well, he got penalised. He had to give the he had to give the place back and stuff. Yeah, but as, it, didn't as, it? as much as he got penalised in that race. Let's talk about the final race. Let's talk about the final race <laughs> and what happened on the first corner. Well, that was bearing in mind what I've just explained. Yeah, 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 yeah. What happened in the first corner? That was racing. Racing is what happened for the first time in what I class as years. Actual racing. So why? Place. Yeah, but why wasn't Saudi racing? And so why did Max get penalised for Saudi? I don't fucking know. It wasn't like a race marshal. No, no, but that's what I'm trying to explain. That's what we're talking about here. That's what we're. That's what we're talking about. Is Lewis done exactly the same thing? Gained advantage by going off the track. Yet nothing happens to him. Apparently, he was told to give the give the yeah, so distant the, 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 the advantage. The advantage was was deemed to be um, like the, the the gap between the cars rather than the position. Although, having said that, let's say he did give it back for the rest of that that race, Lewis did dominate. Oh look, look. So so whether Red he Bull gave messed it, up, so whether Red he gave Bull, it back yeah. or not, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of, but obviously it was inevitable. Being being in first base gives you the the advantage to be able to dictate when you do pit stops. It gives you track position and that. Yeah, Max Lewis, um, Red Bull messed up or Max messed up their qualifying, which means he had to go on the soft tires early. Although I'm surprised the soft tires didn't have. They didn't have anywhere near the advantage that they thought they were going to have. No, compared to at, all, at compared points, to that medium. Because at yeah. points it was like, what? Well, at points, one of them was on hard and the other was on soft. Yeah, the start. The and start, the difference was, hard, yeah, yeah. No, no, they were on medium and soft to start with, and, yeah, then, yeah, yeah. and then after the first pit stop, Max went to hard, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. but the, the start, Max the should have, in theory, been able to catch Lewis and take him yeah, for at least. Yeah. For maybe six, seven laps until those softs. Yeah, I guess. Off. It, I guess it was a super hot track or something. But he right? didn't have that. And to be fair, Max messed up his start. He's normally a good starter, but he messed up his start. Otherwise, he could have had Lewis Com- off the line. Complete tangent, because I think Pirelli tyres are shit, by the way. And I know F1 tyres and road tyres are very different things, but on the road, I think Pirelli tyres are also shit. Uh, I'm just not a fan. never been a fan of Pirelli tyres. Uh, I've had them on various hot hatches. Very different, right? But I've had them on various hot hatches. I find them noisy. I don't find the sidewall. I've, the number of tyres I've had where, you know, you get when you go through a pothole and the sidewall bulges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've only ever had that happen on Pirelli tyres. Is it? Only ever on Pirelli tyres. I've probably never had Pirellis actually, but I've never, I can't, I can't, I can't ever remember a tyre. I've never had a tyre bulging when I've gone through a pothole or anything like that, to be fair. And I've always mostly used Goodyear, the Eagles. Goodyear Eagle F1s are very good tyres. They were good. Um, the Hankook Aventus yeah. ones, I think, the V-treads, when that was a, that yeah. was a, yeah, that still, was a bad still I still, No, I don't think they do V-treads anymore. Um, I don't know. Don't know what the tread patterns yeah, are. Yeah, but they're still yeah, very they good were very good tread patterns, tires, actually, yeah. in there. But yeah, Pirelli, no. Michelin, I've never actually ever had Michelin. I've got Michelins on the C63 at the moment, and I, I, rate, I rate them. I think they're fantastic. But anyway, back to the race. Um, 
Uh, yeah, where were we? Um, oh, yeah, look, Hamilton dominated that race, yeah. He would have... There was no way Max was catching him. And that was down to their own fault. But let's get to the actual talking point of that race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah let's talk about what... First last of all, five though... Minutes. First of all, though, I've got to shout out Checo. Yes, that was some Mate, great racing. That, and Lewis, that's such a... This is what annoys me about this guy. He seems to think everyone should just dangerous. move. Yeah, oh, that it. guy's so dangerous. Oh, this guy's crazy, man. It's like, what? no, you're racing. racing. Stop yeah. freaking crying. Just because you're having to actually f- fight and try and race for once. Jekko was next level, mate. He kept him back. I think Max, so that, when, when Lewis got up to him, Max was, I think, 10 seconds behind. I don't and know. It was time, a big gap. And by the time, I think, I think Jekko managed to hold, shave off eight seconds for, for Max. Well, I mean, yeah. not that Max could have done anything with it because Lewis went off in it, but just the way Checo was racing. Was yeah, it was. Because he, cause he, I mean, uh, Lewis went past him at one point and he didn't let him have and it. And he, he went back again. He went back again on him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But anyway, to the point. Yeah. And listen, I've, you know what? <laughs> a, a funny story is, yeah. So I was watching the race and it was about, I think, was it 58 laps? Got to about lap 54 and stuff. You were about to turn it off, were you? Because it was fucking dull. Well, We'd run out of milk for the little in. <laughs> so I was stood there for about 10 laps waiting to go out the door. I was stood there. I must have watched 10 laps standing. Just standing. Just standing there. Okay, something's going to happen. Something's going to happen. Loose is going to stack it. Loose is going to stack it. Yeah. Mrs. is on the sofa on her phone, right? Not really paying attention. She kind of paid a bit of attention to it because over the of, over the course of the season, obviously I've been watching it and like she sort of knows what's going on and stuff. And everyone's level. So she's semi-interested. In You've it. had more of an influence on her than you have on me watching F1, <laughs> basically. <laughs> well, she's semi-interested because it's a bit exciting now and what's happening there. So she's watching the phone. So I, I pop out, I run down to the shop, which is only like five minutes away. Maybe that and that. So I come back and as soon as I come back, she goes, oh, you missed, you missed the best bit. <laughs> and I was like, shut up. I was like, no. I, got, and I thought she was winding me up. Yeah, yeah. So I was ready to just explode when I walk in for, into the front room and stuff. I was like, what are you talking about? I turn in and I see Max's car parked at the number one spot. Oh wow! You you see, you literally missed it all happening. I missed it all. I Me, mean, so did I. I watched it. I recorded. Well, you never watch it, it anyway. So yeah. yeah. And I was like, no. I was like, no. I was like, what the hell happened? I was like, what? She goes, I don't know. I just see he's finished first. I was like, what do you mean you don't? It was like three laps. <laughs> what, what? And then I I rewatched it again and that and well, I don't know. I don't know, but I, I don't know about what happened and how how. It ha- Listen, I'm glad Max won. I think he deserved it overall, without a shadow of doubt. He had three DNFs in the season as well. So had he had those three, he would have been he would have been cleared off as well. One point, yeah. Um, <clears throat> but that was some. That was a ballsy call by the race director. It was. That's one way of describing it. What would you have done though? Look, I, for me, right? I genuinely thought what they would do is stop the race. So then, then you did ha- like rather than continue and do how many laps they did under and pace save car. Save the laps that you've got. Save the laps that you've got. I get, I get proceeding under pace car in normal yellow flag conditions. But if you do that mid race, fine, because you've got however many laps left for the race to carry on and run its course. But not when you got a couple of laps left and you could see the lap count. They had what I think. I think it came three out on the fifty fourth lap, three or four 50, laps. Yeah. Lap, yeah. So had they have red flagged it. You've they would have lost a lap coming round and then yeah, going into the pits. You'd have three laps. Three laps of racing. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Would they have been able to, why, why didn't he red flag yet? Yeah, because if you think about yeah, it, right? A, re- a red have. flag, you would have closed up the gaps. For sure. Well, it's just a, re- a standing start, standing, isn't it? Yeah, well, yeah, you have to start again. Go for, go uh, line up on the grid. Yeah, so you, so you close down the gaps. But they close the gaps anyway. 
but they closed the gaps and then only gave him a lap. So if you're going to close the gaps, you might as well close the gaps and give him a few laps. So if if yeah. if, if Max and then did take, would have had the chance to change their correct. tires. Correct. Yeah, yeah. If Max did then take Lewis, then Lewis had at least had a lap or two to try and get get him back. But he didn't. He had one lap. He lost his position. It's gone. Once thing is lost, though. Gone. Thing is though. Yeah. Lewis had the option to come into the pits as well. I don't know what they did. They fucked him he over. He had no, no, no. He could have come into the pits he, as soon as the safety he, he car was, come out. He was told stay out. He could, he kept asking. He's like by his team, innit? yeah, but, that's what I mean. Yeah, because his team screwed him because they didn't want to lose track position. No, now, that was their that. choice. I get that. I get that. I mean? But okay. I don't, it doesn't, in hindsight, yeah. it's not the best call. But it wasn't. They had to make that call. Surely they would have known Max was going to come in and pit. Come on. You telling me that Max is there and he's not going to come in and take the chance oh, to go on the oh, soft tyres? Horner even said, didn't he, during the race, he was like, we're going to need some kind of a miracle to win this race. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he knew, He, he man, said he straight knew. away, yeah, yeah, he got, he got too much pace for him. So he, I think Lewis should have should have come in and take, had, had the pit stop as well. But yeah. okay, he would have lost track position, but then he would have had the chance to have the run on Max as well. But the... <sighs> Uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I would not have wanted. To, I did not want. To, I would not have wanted to see it finish under a safety car. That much I no, know. No, 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 no. And I also, that much I and know. I also don't think I would have wanted to see the final race of the season finish with uh, Lewis being whatever thirteen seconds ahead or whatever he was up, up to that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, no, no, just no, no, dominating. No, 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 no. You're like, yeah, okay, but that would have been boring. Now, this is my issue, and my issue is not with the race. My issue was not with the decision that was made. My issue wasn't with any of that. Yeah. My issue was with the so-called fans afterwards on social media. Oh, I was going to come to that. So I tried. Yeah, to, I tried yeah, to avoid oh, social media because I missed it on Sunday. The Lewis lovers, Lewis, whatever they are, right? I, I tried to avoid it on Sunday, and unfortunately, I didn't. I knew Max won, but I didn't know the circumstances under which he mm, won. So I kind yeah. of was watching it, going, "When the yeah. hell is Max going to win?" Like genuinely, <laughs> I was watching. I was like, he's going to win. When is he going to win? Right. Only after I watched the whole thing on the Monday. Oh, because you it. knew he'd won and he's still going laughing like yeah, he's in like, second place. So, so I, I then, after I watched it on Monday, I then went, went, on, to, went on to Insta to take, take yeah. a look at what people were saying. And they, yeah, you had your typical Lewis, like Lewis was robbed, yeah, Lewis was robbed yeah. was the most common thing that was said. But there were people, right, who were saying things like, and I took personal offence to this because they were talking about people like me. They were saying, well done F1, you've managed to win over all the football fans. Now, first of all, I'm not a football hey. fan, but what they were trying to get at was what you've intentionally done as the the race directors, the marketing team who sit yeah. behind F1, what you've intentionally done is you've taken F1 from, I don't know what they thought it was, this elite gentleman's sport for you know lovers of engineering and that's it. And you've made it, you've made it entertaining for the masses. How dare you do that? Now, genuinely, well, I sat there and I thought, if F1 is like this, and I might start watching it. What did I say to you? I don't know, 25 episodes ago when we when you asked me, boring. do you watch F1? I said, it's boring. Yeah. And you, yeah, yeah, I said, yeah, it's yeah. like a scale electrics race. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's literally just a battle of the engineers who can put the fast, and you call them cars, I don't call them cars. Yeah, who yeah. can put the fastest four-tired vehicle yeah, yeah, onto yeah. this track to make it whiz around as quickly as possible? Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's I got agree, a fuck yeah. all to do with racing. It's got a fuck all to do with cars. And I, in that final race, I heard commentators, the commentators in the race, saying what we saw there was racing. Which to me tells me yeah, even yeah, yeah. the people whose careers are built around this have acknowledged that F1 right. hasn't been about racing. No, it hasn't. And it so hasn't. for once, there was a race that had actual racing in it and diehard F1 fans are pissed off because there was racing. 
Fuck yeah. you all. Do you know what? They if were... you genuinely think that the sport is too good to be the sport it's supposed to be, then you can take your fucking F1 cars, throw them into outer space and go and fuck off with them. Yeah, yeah. They weren't genuine F1 fans. They were Lewis fans. I'll tell you straight, they're, they're just Lewis fans. Because the, the sport has been so dead. It, it I has wouldn't been even dead call it a, a sport. No, right? Yeah, no. The, well, F1 has been so dead for so long that first of all half the tracks aren't even designed for people to be race and overtake so it's pointless yeah second of all and it's not it's difficult to fix this one because the engine the cars that you are dependent on the engineers no, I and get, there's such I, a vast look, le- I get that right 100% don't get me wrong I'm not I, I've got a huge amount of respect for F1 engineers because what they do is phenomenal and the engineering that goes into F1 is at, it's, it's always at its peak but it will continue to Go reach yeah, another peak and yeah, another yeah. peak and I have a huge amount of respect for it. My point is there was a time when I used to watch F1 as a child where, yeah, there was, there was engineering, oh, that was the best time. There was engineering was going the to the cars, right? And yeah. they were taking risks with them because yeah, the cars yeah. were like, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know if this car's going to explode make or we don't know if it's going to, yeah, not, is it going to, yeah. is it going to gain an extra second? Is it going to make it? Yeah, yeah. And at that point, the drivers, there was, you know, it was there more was about the drivers. Sport. It was more about the drivers. It was much more about the drivers. And they were so much more in control. Yeah, yeah, now it's just about and, the And it was the therefore vehicle. more relatable. Yeah, As yeah, a young yeah, petrol yeah, yeah. head, I was like, you know, as someone who one day would have a driving license and be able to control a car and drive a car, you mm. go, I can make this much of a difference to what a car does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whereas, it's in my hand. I'm, control- you know, I'm controlling it rather than being a passenger. Exactly. Whereas yeah. in the last few years, my observation of F1, and I will admit, hands up, it's been very limited observation because mm. I haven't watched it properly, has been that you're not. As a driver, you are a passenger. Just, and if you make a difference, you're, stare, staring you're making it, really. a couple of seconds of difference. And I get on an F1 track, a couple of seconds makes a massive difference. But in the grand scheme of things... As a driver, you really? don't make a, you're not making a couple of seconds difference. You're making maybe a, sec, maybe well, a second. No, the, reason I, tenths, the reason I say tenths. that is if you look at Mercedes' performance in the last race, you had Lewis versus his teammate, whose name I don't even know. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're second Oh, Bottas. Yeah, Bottas, yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's, Bottas. A, he's average, average. But that's what I mean. Look, best. average driver versus a good driver. And there was a big difference yeah, yeah, in yeah. terms of performance, how quickly the cars went around. So, so clearly drivers do make a difference. But there's just that level of difference isn't there. That level of involvement isn't there. The no, excitement it's not, isn't it's there. Not, it's not. I, I watch F1. I still watch it now and I still think, how long before they just eject the drivers? You know what? Next season, you got what? Next season, there's a lot of changes coming. Oh yeah, a yeah. lot of changes, and there will it will make for more interesting racing. Whether whether it's down Good. to the drivers and that again, but it will. But I, you're talking about fans and that. One thing I've noticed about Lewis fans. Oh my! Listen, I'm not a Lewis fan in the slightest. Okay, that guy's no. so monotone. I so could remote. never have guessed but that. The reason why you I like him. <laughs> the reason I like someone like Max is yeah. He's got I don't personality. Like he has got personality. Like, and you know what? He's like, listen, I'm here to race. And if I have to get my elbows out, I'll get my elbows out. What's the problem? No, I get I get What's that. What's the problem? I, I haven't yeah. found him do anything that's dangerous. Okay, the week before last was contentious. <laughs> he parked his car and loses his head. That was slightly dangerous. Listen, that's a racing incident. They were both going for a corner and neither what? one of them was Look, giving up, which is that, fine. That, that, which is fine. That phrase itself for me is stupid. Everything's a racing incident. You're racing. Unless you get unless you get out of your car and you start oh, punching yeah. each other, then it's not a racing <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. incident, yeah. But anything uh, happens when you're behind the wheel of yeah. the car, it's a racing. But incident. you're both going for a corner, and sorry, yeah, you've yeah. got to accept that things are going to happen and stuff like that, yeah. But the guy's there to race, and he's not there to make friends, yeah. Whereas Lewis is just this machine. <laughs> Good that job, really, because he's not making any. <laughs> Mercedes have just created, and he's just doing like, like rubber. And my, is he yeah. so? Like I said, when he went to Saudi, I'm not comfortable about racing here. Don't freaking race here, then. Go home if you're if you feel that strongly. 
about the issues that you think Saudi have, then don't race there. Make a stance, stand up for what you believe in and do it. And then he goes on about BLM and all this stuff and we don't have representation, we don't have diversification. What have you done, mate? You've, you're a black eight, seven-time world champion. You've been in Formula... What have you done? How many avenues have you created for people of diversity to come into the sport? What initiatives have you created? Nothing. But you're just going to sit there and complain about it while you carry on making your millions. He's done nothing. Not to get political, but the, the, the reality of it is, it's difficult to do stuff, right? It's easy to complain, especially on your platform. I it's difficult 100%. to make changes happen. So, You say it's difficult, yeah, but someone on his level, with his personality, his profile level, let's be honest, his what money... personality? Well, <laughs> in the sport. Um, his, his profile level... It really should. It shouldn't be hard for him to do, to well, do it. It will be relatively yeah. easier. He could turn around. It'll be relatively me. easier for him to do something about it. Yeah, and others. I'm talking about from him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he can turn around his position. Mercedes, he's seven-time world champion. You can turn around and say, "Listen, we need to start. You need to start. Forget everyone else. Okay, you can't do it for the rest of the teams. Mercedes, I need you to start something to bring people of whatever. What, what phrase? Yeah, are you some using? So, of color, ethnicity, minority into the team. Yeah, yeah, some some yeah. kind of young either driver or engineering training apprenticeship type schemes where you're how many, looking yeah. specifically for people from unrepresented backgrounds. Yeah, and how many people from unrepresented backgrounds has he gone and sponsored in for, in karting or whatever to bring into the... But yeah, he's just going, no, no, I, I don't feel too comfortable about racing here, but oh. I'm still going to go and race. But coming back to your point about the fans online, yeah, first of all, I'd like to know what a hater is, what the definition of a hater is, okay? But as soon as you talk against Opposite Lewis... a liker? <laughs> as soon as you talk about against Lewis Hamilton, you're racist. Are you? Well, according to them... What did you say about Lewis? Them, that's it, you're, you don't like him because he's black. That's it, because you're a racist. No, you idiot, it's got nothing to do with that. But that's all, that's all they can come in, down in my, to. In my experience, people who accuse other people of being racist is because race was the first thing that entered their mind, which makes them the racist. So, ha, take I, that, you racist. Thank you. That's what I think. But they come out with haters. No, I'm not hating. I don't like the guy. It doesn't mean I don't, I don't, I don't, it doesn't mean I hate him. Respect him as a racing driver without doubt. But just oh, yeah, because I'm not his fan or I don't support him doesn't make me A, a hater and B, a racist, you ignorant shit. It just means I've got an opinion other than and all you've got to come back at me with is the race card. But I'm, I, listen, however it happened, I'm glad we have a different champion. It's, I think it's good for the sport. Uh, I'm glad it wasn't Lewis that won it, to be honest. Um, it was contentious the way it happened. I'll have to admit that. That was that was a little bit... Um, as, and, and, and you know, as a new viewer, I couldn't give two shits who won. I was glad that the final race was worth watching. That's it. Yeah, From my perspective, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was worth watching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the end of the day, it's a sport. And the funny thing yeah. is, so they had the award ceremony on Thursday to crown, and Mercedes, well, Toto, Toto who's the yeah. principal director, and Lewis didn't turn up. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's but, really that's really sporting of you. Well done, mate. Boy, well I mean, done. Yeah. That shows oh, that's, respect, that's odd yeah. because up to that point, actually, Lewis was quite gracious in defeat. Up to that point, he was, you know, all of his statements, things that he said publicly were, you go, yeah, okay, that's that that wouldn't yeah. have been. That wasn't typical of anyone who felt like they suffered a massive injustice. Yeah, 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 you know, yeah, yeah. It was like, okay, good on you for yeah. for saying what you did, but then not showing up, I don't know what yeah. that's... And now Toto's talking about, oh, yeah, Lewis is delusional. He might not turn up. I don't know if he's going to... Shut up now. Why are you, just, you sound worse than some newspaper writers. He might not turn up now. He might not race for next year. We'll have to see. We don't know. Why would he not race for next year? I, that's what I'm thinking. Why, we just signed an maybe extension. Why would he not? Maybe he wants Seven to times take champion. up his Why other passion. Rapping. Whatever that... Oh, <laughs> rapping or dressing like a... 
Uh, yeah, because people accuse you of being racist. Anyway, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So anyway, that, it was. Uh, I, I look. It was. It was. It was pretty. It was pretty exciting race. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it as a football fan, even if that's what you <laughs> want to call me. Even though I don't watch football, I, I enjoyed it. And yeah, there'll be diehard F one fans who are pissed off. But at the end of the day, you can't admit that it wasn't exciting to watch. And even if you're a big Lewis fan, if Lewis had got the win um, and it just carried on, and you had forty whatever fifty odd laps of zero action. You can't tell me that you'd go, oh, yeah, that was a brilliant race. It Whereas now, people... Dead for people the last seven years. Well, that's what I mean. Dead. Whereas now, people are going to go, would it go down as one of the all-time great races to watch? No. Will it go down as one of the most memorable races to yes. watch? Absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And Max has, Max has made him. Made, made him. And don't forget, Max is in a car that really shouldn't be anywhere near that Mercedes, as we can see with Perez and how he's driving. So, yeah, the drivers make a difference, but that car's mm. not really on par, par with uh, Mercedes. So... Um, but yeah. yeah, so we don't have long. Next year they're going to 18, 18 inch rims now to make it more a bit more relevant, a bit more relevant to make it slightly more relevant to road cars and stuff. So they're going to eighteen inch. Why? Yeah. Why would it make it relevant to road? Cars? Well, because most road cars are at seventeen, eighteen. At the moment, I think they've been using fifteen or sixteen inch rims. But okay, <laughs> yeah. So they're going to eighteen inch rims now, which I think would be better. Okay, but, but there's a lot, there's a lot, there's a lot happening. So hopefully next year should should see not just someone battling not like two drivers battling but should see the field close the field close up a little bit and make it a bit more interesting if they want to make it more relevant to road cars it should have 18 inch wheels and then they should have potholes <laughs> that's what should happen and then they have to write to the fucking council when you've gone through a pothole yeah make a and claim you've, and you've and you've put a big fucking ding into your into your rim yeah. uh yeah and you can't drive anywhere that will make it relevant to road racing make a claim for damage yeah but speaking of roads yeah you drove one hell of a car didn't I you? Did and this is the road test that we're really excited about. I'm very excited about I it. But before indeed. we get into the road test, just need to remind you all, oh. we're not professionals. You, we are oh, not. You are not. Stop we're not professional we, F1 you. anchors. Are you a professional F1 anchor? Yeah, are you or something enough. that rhymes with anchor? Enough, That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we're not professional F1 anchors. We are professional podcast hosts. We're not professional radio hosts. We're not professional motoring journalists. We're not professional road testers. We're not professional mechanics. We're not I'm professional, professional mechanics. As I've pro- proven against my with my range and feeling my part on there because I done it in like a. Two minutes, less than two minutes. Two, less than two minutes when Range Rover, Land Rover. We still haven't had a response hours. from them. We haven't had a response. No, we haven't. From I'm going to keep calling them out. Don't worry. So, Jardine Land Rover Jardine right? in Reading. Reading, yeah. In Reading, for some reason, think they can charge 190 pounds for two minutes work. work. Yeah, we'd like to know why. So, if you could we'd respond to, to our post, please. Absolutely, I'll keep tagging them in it. Yeah, and if you're listening to this, going, what post are you on about? Go to our Instagram page at Drivel Podcast. <laughs> you can find the post. It's the one where you see O's lovely hands taking mm-hmm. a piece of plastic and fitting it mm-hmm. to the back of his very own Range Rover in the rain. You even did it in the rain. They in the were rain. doing it in a nice, warm, dry in closed environment. Yeah, closed yep. environment. Yeah, yeah. All you had was the rain and a sceptical-looking screwdriver. <laughs> That's all you had, and you did it in less than two minutes. And you tell, keep telling and people, I'm need, not a pro. Uh, yes, that's exactly what I told people, <laughs> not a pro. And they needed 190 of your hard-earned pounds and their nice, warm workshop and all of their tools to do exactly the same thing. So, you know, I just uh, did it. Yeah. Check out the post. Yeah. It's a good one. At Drivel Podcast. Right. So, so yes, we're not yes, professionals, I, but you drove one hell of a car and oh, I, I want to shut up now and listen you're to gonna have to, You're going to have to fill in with all the specs and details and prices because that ain't my department, okay? I'm about the road test, so you, you can... You go ahead. So, I drove a 2017 Audi RS6. So, this is the C7 RS6, which is not this the is latest shape. 
No, it's the one just before. before, But it has the same engine. It's the four-liter V8 twin turbo. Uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so uh, to be fair, I have been looking forward to. I I was looking forward to driving this as well. I'm not surprised. It's like what? It's a real-world dream car for us. So let's. You know what? I I think we've got to start with. I think I've always said, if you want an Audi, if you want an estate, get an Audi. Okay, they do make good states. Regardless of whether it's the RS6 or whether it's the normal one, but I think they probably have. Start them, yeah. They they make a very stylish. They make estate. a cool estate. I don't, I don't, I don't find Audis cool. Okay. In general, I don't find the Audi brand cool. I don't find much, but that specific A6 estate. It's a nice looking shape. It's a, even even not in the RS guys, yeah, yeah, it yeah. can still look quite beefy. It and quite nice. And it nice. does look nice. So if I was ever to buy an estate, whether yeah. or not I could get the RS, I would certainly buy. Uh, it'd be the A6. That or a Volvo, because I think Volvo make cool estates. Oh, actually, Volvo now do make cool estates. Yeah, but the problem is they don't have any cool engines. They don't even remotely exciting engines. No. Um, So yeah, definitely wanted to get my hand on this because I remember a a few, a good few years back, my friend bought the RS four, which I think is known as the B seven RS four. What year was it? The saloon. This was. Oh, if it's saloon, it was the B seven. Yes, because that's the only. And that. That go that 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 goes some as well, but this I think the whole package in terms of it being and you know what first thing I don't think you realize how big this car is. It okay, is yeah. big. Yeah, and you know what you know and realize how big it is when you're driving it. Oh, it feels big. Yeah, yeah, it feels big. So before I did, I had a nice look around it and that see that. And you know what the styling of it, it again it is it is it is it's a cool pretty, looking wagon. It's a cool, mean-looking wagon. Yeah, because how do you do this? this, this like with their RS cars, they they flare the wheel arches flare and they do it that. in the right way. They they add some subtle aggression to like bumpers and stuff, and, and yes. it just works, doesn't it? It's, so the car in general is subtle, but the, yeah, the additions that they do, like the flared arches and the pointy splitters at the end, and that mm. just you wouldn't think it would do, it, but it does make it just look like mm, like just just mean. As and much, you have to get it in the right colour. This is in that Nardo grey, I think. Oh, yeah, that's a, that's a very, very nice colour. Yeah. I, I mean, it's like... So, uh, Chris Harris said this when he spoke about the latest M3 versus the previous one. And I like the description he used. He said, the problem with the current M3, grill aside, is that it just looked like a car. The previous M3... Mm. had like the wheels at the corners and the body was like draped over it yeah which creates this muscular stance and mm. audi have been doing that with their fast estate cars and rs cars for, for years. years years and the rs6 is the epitome of that if you look at it you've got these big i don't know if it's 19 or 20 inch wheels on 20 it. so the latest has yeah, 22 these ones have got, i think 20s on it 20 or 21 big so mm. you've got big wheels at right at the corners of the car and the body is just, just draped, draped over, over and, that, and that's without being lowered on uh, coilovers or anything like that this is just how it comes the stance of these things just is threatening I love it yeah to be fair that was, that's what I didn't like about the E92 M3 the overhangs on the front just didn't look it looks right looks weedy it just looks like they've just cut it off from there and it, yeah. just, it just didn't look right the it's E90 like there was shape missing. did look a bit weedy yeah there was something missing there. but this thing yeah this is you know when you look at it you look at it and you think you know what I've got a lot of car here. Yeah. <laughs> it's not often you look at a car in that kind of bracket and you think, I've got a lot. But with this, you think, I've got a lot of car. And then mm. when you get inside it and you close that door, you've got a sense of, I've got a lot around me, wrapped up around me. And I mean, you know. Audi do, and, and again, this is not exclusive to the RS. Audi interiors are nice. Uh, do you know what? I was just about to, no. In, I'm, I do not really? find them nice. Really? I, okay. I, 
functional, yes, but they're just like, like I don't like the gear. The gear so it just looks like it's just, just there. It's just like. That's one hell of a description. And then at the bottom, you've got that sort of pad with the four buttons and stuff. It's just like, no, I don't find it intuitive or welcoming i find it they're like volkswagen interiors it's just like oh well, it's the same interior but I well, yeah, yeah. But i just I, find it i don't know i, just I don't like any modern interiors now to be fair they just have do no you not personality find, do you not find like the the surfaces to touch feel nice and upmarket and the materials and, and the build the, quality the, just the, feels the materials, like the seat material is nice and the materials are but i think you know when people talk about I don't the I, interior and the feel. I think they're just overkilling things. The like, ergonomics. You're not gonna. I, I look. I'm with you on the ergonomics because it's changed now. We were talking about a previous. Like the gear, sorry, the gear, I like the the gear stick is a nice size. Yeah, when you put your hand on it, it fills your hand, and you can feel it. And you can you know yeah. pull it. You can actually yeah, it feels you, chunky, you can be aggressive yeah. on it. Yeah, but in terms of the layout, it's just the layout like the the the, the, the ergonomically. I don't think it's, it's the just best. too big. That 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 center section and that is just too big with too much going on there. I don't need okay. it to be that big. You know, I just need a gear shifter there. That's it. Um, but the whole pad with like the buttons and the four buttons for audio and this and that. Just, just a just bit too much. A bit too much. I'd rather you reduce some of that space there and give me more room in the car. Okay. You know? um, I, I do like Audi interiors. I've always liked Audi interiors. And I think of their generation, it, it was, it's, they're, they're okay looking, but the materials are where they excel. Yeah, so, I, so I think like Mercedes I, make the better looking interiors, but Audi use the better materials, and BMW yeah. are just kind of in the mix somewhere. If yeah, you're whatever, through, like, yeah. whatever, whatever comes out of the bucket for them. But <laughs> yeah. I think when people talk, like, like, thing is, when I get in and drive a car, I very rarely, I suppose, you don't sit there stroking stuff. Yeah, so when I'll people talk about the feel I'll and the it, touch of the materials, you know what? Uh, that's not what I'm bothered about. What I t- what in, what I'm bothered about the most is the steering wheel. Yeah. How how I can see the binnacle? Yeah. Okay. If, that, if in my driving position I can see what I need to clearly, which pretty much is not even the revs. I mean, they're nice to see, but is can I see the speedo clearly? Yeah. Yeah. Is the steering wheel cutting it in half? And how does the gear shift feel? And can I change play with the stereo without looking at it? Okay. Yeah. And aircon and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, aircon. I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But can I? I mean, I'm not really one. For, I don't know why. I just never ever use the steering wheel controls. Okay. Yeah. For for radio and stuff yeah, like just that. This, I just yeah. yeah. Can I play? Can I change the volume and stuff on it without looking at it? Those are the main things I look at when it comes to steering wheel. I have to say, Audi steering wheels are bang on. Was this? Yeah. This is a flat bottom wheel, isn't flat it? Flat bottom wheel. This is a decent. Is it? Is it because of the size of the, the steering? The size. Of, you know what? You put. You, very rarely do people drive at ten to two. But in I, an drive Audi, a, I drive a quarter to three. Always. You drive a quarter to three? Yes. On an Audi, I drive at 10 to two. Okay. Because I like the way the steering feel, the, the, the weight of it, the size of it, the feel of it, it's perfect. And that flat bottom, because I'm quite tall, is perfect for me. And by the way, so that steering wheel, I don't think that's exclusive to the RS. So, you know, we're talking about the A6 in that generation. I'm pretty well, sure. Well, it's not. I got it in my Mark 5 GTI. You, well, yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. You can get pretty much the same steering yeah, wheel in a lot yeah. of the Audi. So, you know, hats I off. I mean, it doesn't feel as nice, but the design style is. Yeah, but yeah. in that, it's a good, you know, you don't want a skinny steering wheel, yeah? It's yes, nice yeah. being in chunky. And, you, and, and also, you don't want to do what BMW do, which is make them too chunky. So, BMW's M car. Like, oh, yeah. A modern yeah, yeah, M car. Yeah, yeah. They're horrible. Yeah, the, yeah. the steering, the, the diameter of the steering wheel rim is just too thick. Yeah, yeah, it's too. And surprisingly, you know what? I can set it up, and it's probably coincidence more than uh, I can set it up where I'm in my driving position. And I can see the speedo. Okay. Yeah, just by looking, at it, I can see the speedo and stuff, and it's all set up and nice. So I did actually take my time getting all set up in this. Of course. And and one of the main reasons is 
I don't like wa- vague, vague, yeah, vague seats. Okay. I've never. I, I don't think that I've. I've never been able to get in a great driving position with them. Same on the on the golf and stuff. I just don't think. They're just not. I don't know. There's something about them that I just don't really like. They don't support you well enough. Obviously, this is an RS6, so the seats are a little bit more, you know, supportive, supportive on there. But there's just something in. The, they could just pad them out a little bit more. I think just to make it a little bit okay, more. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. But when you're set up, you know, everything's the steering wheel's in a good reaching distance. I can get to the gear stick, see what I want to like, and it's a nice, nice distance for me to reach to. And I like the fact that it's in front of me rather than sort of next to me or slightly behind me. So I can give it, you know, you can give it a proper yank when you want to change yep. the wheel. Um, starting it up, right? <laughs> I, you, I, I don't think you can, for me, there's no the best sounding engine a car. I think this, for me, there's categories of best sounding cars, yeah? Okay. I think Fair for enough. me, it starts with the E46 M3. Okay. I think really? if what? Wonder Woman was getting shagged good, that's what she would sound like. I. That's how she would scream. And for me, that's that's I a category of sound. With 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 that comparison that you've just given. I'm not comparing I, it to the... Uh, I, 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 with with that yeah. comparison in terms of to Wonder Woman yeah, being yeah, shagged. Yeah. I don't know what this says about me personally now and my sexuality, but I always thought that the 330 in the E46 sounded better than the M3. You know, it had the deep rumble. No, it sounded better. Uh, 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 you know, the deep different. rumble. Yeah, I did like so the So maybe that rumble. makes me gay in your analogy. You probably are, yeah. You're probably <laughs> thinking that's what Superman would sound like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or Batman, actually. Batman, yeah. That's what Batman would sound Batman, like. Batman, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I did love the sound, but to me... A sports car, when you're gunning it, in that category, that's how it should sound. That's okay. how it should scream. All right. It should scream. And the A46 M3 screamed. Yes, it did. It did. It did, yeah. Yeah. Then you've got another category, which I think is the AMGs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people sound like it's... A lot of people use the term that's like God gargling, yeah? Which I think is... Yeah, it is. And, mm-hmm. and it's an immense sound, yeah? The the RS is different to that because it's it is it, it's like that but a bit deeper, a bit louder. And it's got a bit more rumble in there, and a bit screamier, a bit screamier. Now I don't know if you want to say if that's God farting. <laughs> Some something's happening, but it's something related to God. A sound that God. I, I don't know if that would that would be the sound that so, Thor, Thor would make. Someone somewhere is climaxing. Someone somewhere is doing that because <laughs> it is. That's just on the start. But when you when you gun it, Sam. And the da- I think the best thing about the Audi is when you down when you when it changes gears the little yeah it's yeah. A, yeah it makes and I think probably to use someone as an analogy Jeremy Clarkson made, made the point that it makes use of that wasted fuel when you're changing gears yeah because it does a as, bit of a DSG type yeah, and yeah. then it goes it just it sounds. I don't know which one of those three is my favourite sound, but I suppose the AMG and the RS4s are more comparable. I don't know which one of those I would I prefer. I, I think I would I would take the Audi sound. So do you know what I'm an as you know I'm an AMG owner. There's yeah. one parked right outside. Yeah. I would I would also take the RS6 sound. It's just like it's because because I'm with you. Right? What it what it kind of does is it gives you. I like the comp- it suits uh, the car. I think it suits one. It suits the car. I also like the two cars you pick to compare it to because it gives you the best of both worlds. You have as you said you have the kind of the the, the screaming. 
qualities of the yeah. uh, of the yeah. BMW high revving engines. Yeah. And then you have the deep bass rumble of the lazy AMG grunty yeah. engines. Both. I don't know how they've done it, but they've combined both into that Audi yeah, engine. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I, I'm with you. I think that is for me. It was best. always AMG until I heard an RS. Yep. No, I'm I'm with you. I th- I also yeah, think the RS6 yeah. sounds better. Uh, and and I think look, it's a silly car as well, <laughs> in the sense that you do not need that car. You genuinely, oh, I suppose you could say that about a lot of cars. But in an estate, I've got an estate with five hundred and whatever, close break, to six hundred horsepower. Close to six hundred horsepower. Why? It's stupendous. You don't you don't need it in an estate. <laughs> an estate, by its definition, you're going to be lugging a lot of shit in the back and stuff. Why whether you, that whether that's people or stuff, people, kids, your dogs, whatever. Why do you need near to six hundred brake? Yeah, don't know. Jesus, you're not because that stuff's going to be flying out the window unless you unless you stop it down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so normal normal driving speeds. You know what? Surprisingly, for what it is, it, the, the the road noise and comfort is surprising. Actually, it's it's, it's pretty good because you've got twenty inch rims on there. Yeah, and and that's a, you've got a big big old chassis. A big big. There's big, a lot to the car. Big there. chassis. Big wheel, the road wide noise. Tires. Yeah, the road noise is. I'm not even going to say tolerable or manageable. The road noise is fine. You can you can, it's, it's good. Yeah, it's good. You don't get a lot from it. When the road gets rough. Which and it does you, often it does in the UK. And you hit a pothole, then you've, you in, know about you've, then you're like, whoa, yeah, okay. I wasn't expecting that from this car, you know. But then you're, but it's quite you, stiff, though. I'd imagine to make sure you can handle yeah. that power safely. It's got to yeah, be quite yeah, stiff. It's, it's quite, but that's why it's surprisingly comfort when you're just comfortable when you're going in a okay. it's on the road because it is stiff, but it's still comfortable when you need it to be comfortable when you're not going in that. Um, so the first few miles, I was just in, I was just enjoying, enjoying the sound. To yeah. be honest, yeah, I was yeah. just wasting. I was just wasting fuel. Well, you waste fuel in them no matter what <laughs> and stuff. And I just wanted to get a feel of it. And then when it came time to open the taps, yeah, right, what it just you, you were you prepared for it? I thought. I, well, actually, I thought I was because I've driven the C sixty three and I've gunned that. Mm-hmm. And the C sixty three, I think, has I don't know if it's a slight light, but you can just. Feel it. So when you have to do it, she's about to pull you back. You're thinking, I'm about to pull you back because I'm going to send you forward now. Yeah. If you know what I mean? Because it's a naturally aspirated engine. So it, it, it kind of builds to yeah, a crescendo. Yeah, it builds it. And I, quite, I like that feel where you know something's about to come. With the RS... There's no warning. There's no like, hang on, I'm just going to pull you back a second because we're about to set off. It just goes. It just goes. Yeah, it's twin turbo. You put your foot. Yeah, exactly. insane. And they've and they've they've tuned it perfectly to have a very little noticeably lag, if any. And you put your foot down, and it just. But here's the thing: it doesn't respond like a stabbed rat. It responds, and it puts you back in your seat. But it responds in a mature, grown-up way. Yeah. I I once um, experienced a Bentley uh, flying spur. Uh, yeah. It's the four door version of the Contact. I think it's the flying spur yeah, yeah. with the V twelve, and I think it has turbos on it as well. Yeah. And that's how I would describe it, right? Yeah. It it lifts its skirt and it fucking oh, it, goes. It goes, but it doesn't like Let, shoot you, you in the back. You just yeah. you just get pushed into your seat, and you're just there. You yeah, and you don't you don't feel yourself going you see yourself going yeah. so when you look out the windows and everything else is going backwards and the way it's going is increasing increasing that's how you that's where you get yeah. your sense of whoa you know yeah. what i need to let off now because this is getting silly silly yeah, yeah. <laughs> effortless and you can hear it you can hear it going yeah. forward and you can hear it. and the good thing about it is you can hear the engine and you can hear the exhaust 
Nice. He, and that's the perfect balance because you don't want anything just coming out of trickery exhaust. You can hear the engine is, is, is working up and stuff. Um, so that was just... And look, four-wheel drive, you know, it just, it's going to eat the motorway like straight roads, no no business, no business whatsoever and mm. stuff. Where it gets interesting is when you start taking it down the A roads or the B roads, the, the windy ones, you know. The, basically not a motorway or dual case. Basically not a motorway now. This is, I think, where it lets its... I don't want to say it lets itself down because obviously it's an estate. Right? It's a it's big a car. You said at the start, it's a big car. It's a big car. And the problem I've always found with Audis now, yeah, is their steering feel. Okay, yeah. I'm with you on that. It's a bit dead generally. Yes. Then you throw in their four-wheel drive. Yeah. And then on this one, the steering wheel is actually quite light. Oh, is it? Yeah, quite light. And um, you have, for a corner, you have it going, it's even less, you, you feel even less. Right, but because she's so sure-footed, mm. you don't know where either your or its limits are. Okay, yeah, I understand what you're saying. Do you get what I mean? I do. You have to spend a lot of time with that car to learn it. I can imagine. That's not a vehicle you can get in and just hurtle around the corner because you'll get found out. Very you, you would either get found out or you will go nowhere near the potential of the vehicle. Oh, one no, no, or two no. Things. So the one thing, I, the one thing I did manage to pick up on is, is they are anyway historically they do understeer. Uh, yeah. So you have to. So with this one, if you want to go into a corner, you've got to kind of oversteer into it. But the problem with it being four wheel drive and a very good four wheel drive system is mm-hmm. it doesn't quite let you. You have Pivot. to. It doesn't quite let you oversteer in. And then if you're oversteering too much, and because you've got so much grip, if it wants to let go, you're going to be gone. Right. And because you're carrying a huge amount of speed at that and point. And you're so. carrying a huge amount of speed, a huge amount of weight. It does have a huge amount of mechanical grip, surprisingly, for the size of it is. Mm. Huge amount of grip. So going around the corner, like, look, to, I was driving it quite briskly around corners. It was handling it absolutely fine. Yeah. And if I was in any other car, I probably wouldn't have been able to do those speeds. But because I was in the car, I wanted to... I wanted to try and go a bit faster but I was scared to go faster okay and had it because I knew that's a sign of a good car by the way yeah 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 because I know if I because I, I didn't know where it's I knew where my limits were in any other car life I choose life yeah <laughs> but I didn't know where my limits were in this car and that's because I knew this car's limits are probably quite it's probably the limits on it are quite uh, yeah a, a lot yeah, I would a lot so, on yeah. there do you know what I mean um, so but it was fun going around those corners, but at the same time, it was a big car. Okay. So I was having to do quite a bit of work and think about quite a bit mm. as I was going around these I mean, she was taking them, going around there, but you have to make some quick adjustments. Yeah, and you've got, to, you've got to be like alert, very alert. Alert. It's not a case of just getting into a car and I can just drive it without, not without paying attention, but I know, yeah, I know what my car can do. I know what I can do. This car, no, because you have to stay awake if you want to drive it briskly. Um, and do you know what though? The best thing about it was when you're going up around the corners and you're changing down gears and then it's picking up that pace again when you're backing off. Oh, mate. The, the occasion or the theatre of it is involving as a car to drive. It's not. Okay. It's, it's not fun to drive. Oh. This is the thing. It's how you... You, you, probably get, you probably think it's fun to drive. Look, there's a lot to the car. It's got a lot of talent, a lot of capabilities. But is it fun to drive? Is it involving? It's involving for the not the wrong reasons, but it's involving because you have to stay alert. 
all the time. So you're spending a lot of time concentrating on making sure you've got stuff right, then enjoying. You kind of enjoy it afterwards. Okay, you look back on it. You look <laughs> back on it, enjoy it, because you think, okay, you know what? Oh, yeah, I did I it. I imagine that. <laughs> I mean, when you're driving it, yeah, it's, you know, you're, you're, like, you're speeding around and stuff like that. But, and I think this is, I think, again, this is my generalization with all Audis, whether they have a, you know, a normal Audi or a sports Audi, performance Audi is, there's just lacking that feel. Okay, the connection. Because it's so big, because it's so sure-footed, because they've tried to do everything so well. So capable. So capable, you don't, not you can't enjoy it, you don't I, enjoy it. I I I get what you're. There's you're not saying. a lot of driver involvement. The involvement you're doing is to make sure you don't stack it. There's a question I want to ask you then. So these cars, so the like that that shape. I think it was like 2012. It was launched, and the RS model came around. Yeah. Like 2013 or something. I want to say it was around that time anyway. Yeah. But either way, you're looking at the bottom end of that market, 50k, top end probably 60 70k in the current market yeah 60k i think it was some can some can go yeah probably 70 yeah yeah, yeah. if you were spending that kind of money 60 grand and you bought would you buy an adi r6 as your one car because the the, look i added when we one car you know when we did our 500k car lists yeah I had an RS6 in my list of one of my dream cars. And the reason I had it in there was because it was the... I agree with you. It's stupid. It's pointless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But at the same time, it does everything. So if I need an estate car, I've got an estate car. If I then want to have a huge amount of fun and drive like a mental case, it's the same car that does it for me. You know, it's kind of the master of all trades. So would you spend that money on that and own that as your one car, giving everything you've just said? Look, as much as I say it's not very involving, it's still a, it's still a, you know, you're you're not going to be disappointed driving it, okay? It it um, is more involving than driving a Vauxhall. Oh, Astra, of course, of course, of course, right? and it is well refined. Like I say, look, there's, yeah. there's very little wind ro- noise, very little road noise coming from it. If you it's drove, well built, if very you well sat built. there at thirty miles per hour on pooling along a normal road, you would go. This is a very fine car. It's comfortable. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quiet. The stereo's good. The seats handles are good. well. Tracks well. It, it it doesn't suffer from sort of tram lining. Tram lining. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much of that is down to the four wheel drive. I suspect is that uh, a lot has to do with that. You could sit there at 60, 70, 80 miles an hour as I did, and and you know no bother, no wind noise. Comfortable. You could Scott John O'Groats Lands End. You could do that all day. My pro- could I would I my problem with it is the I, price tag. But by the way, guys, I could see, oh, when he was trying to answer that question, he was genuinely like, I don't know the answer. I don't know. He's in such a dilemma by the looks of it. Look, would I love one? Of course. Would I put my own 70 grand down on one? That's my problem with that. And you know what? Some of the things that annoy me, and I I would never go for this option, right? Because I just think it's stupid. You don't need it because you don't need it for the road, yeah? And anyone that does is just a twat. But things like ceramic brakes, which I think on that was about six grand, seven grand upgrade and stuff. More than that, it's like 10 or 12 grand. On the the new one it is. And the problem with ceramic brakes though, right, is when it comes time to replace discs and pads, thousands. I mean, the AMG, the C63, the discs and pads on that, because it's a performance pack, they're not cheap. We're looking at the thick end of two grand. Yeah. Ceramic brakes, yeah. but if you think, world. think of the amount of idiots that have bought ceramic brakes just for their road car, well, I don't get why would have paid for that. My my issue with it is the price tag, 
And I th- because regardless if I had the money or not, yeah, mm. that's not the point here. The point is it's a lot of money value. whether you have the money or not, it's a lot of money. Seventy grand in that, and I'm thinking, whoa, that's a lot of money. Would I buy one? But it's your every it's your everything car. You no longer need a nine eleven turbo. Because it's as quick as an 11 turbo. You no longer need your Volvo because that's got just as much space and practicality. You no longer need your S-Class because this is as, or your Range Rover because this is as comfortable doing the long trip. Okay, okay, help me out. See yeah, what then, I mean, yeah. yeah? So the alternatives are, I don't think E-Class do an AMG anymore in the estate, do they? E63 AMG. Oh, so is it E63 AMG? It is, it's never looked good. Never looked good. The, f- the RS6 looks better, I agree. The 5 Series. They don't do an M5. They, they only did that once, I think, in the yeah. E60 or something. Which E60, I would ever recommend anybody buy. Disgusting, horrible. Jag, they don't, I don't think they, they do. The, the, the XFR doesn't come in the shooting brake, which is no. a real shame because that would be immense. Volvo, if they did Not a performance more. vehicle, that would be a serious consideration. But they just do, they don't do, they do shit. But even if they did, though, right? Um, and <laughs> funny because this week, I've been looking at the V60 Polestar as a mm. used buy. Mm. So every now and then yeah, I have yeah, this yeah. moment of madness. Yeah, of, oh, yeah. I'm going to get rid of the C63. Yeah, yeah. The market's yeah. doing well for it. I'll sell it. And I want to buy myself a fast estate car because I love fast estate cars. And yeah. the V60 Polestar always catches my eye. There's only 125 that ever made it to the UK. The older ones have the V6 Turbo. The newer ones have the four-cylinder turbo and supercharged engine. Yeah. 350 plus horsepower out of them. Very rare, very cool Volvo wagon. Fucking love it. Um, but even then, right, there would be some niggling doubt in my mind that the Volvo package is just not as well rounded as the Germans. It's and not. I, sound, be- I feel I, even saying that out loud, I feel like a badge wanker. But I know it's true. <laughs> no, no, you're right. It would, like you're saying, like the interior, the materials, and the design puts together. Just no, something. It, it just. It wouldn't be. But then you wouldn't be paying seventy grand for it, man. No. No, you would not be me. That that's the thing, yeah. So, and I'm trying to stick to a state, a state, other state view. I mean, the, that uh, we have, yeah, right. This sounds like a really yeah. odd option, but I and I would never forget the I, Range Rover. I would never buy that as my. Well, own. I was going to say that because I was going to say the Range Rover SVR is probably an alternative. Oh no, no, no never, never. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not for, that stupid. No, I no, just no. got the one I have because I got it at a good I'm not, price. I'm not saying that, I'm not saying for you, but for people looking to spend seventy grand no, or so on a performance family hauler, a Range Rover SVR would be in their consideration. Yes, but also if that's my only car, I don't want it to be spending most of the time in the garage, which the <laughs> SVR will a hundred percent. And when it's doing. not at the garage, it's at the petrol station. You know, most of the time, like they say, the internet, you shouldn't search things. Like for example, if you've got a health ailment, a lot of people jump onto Doctor Google, yeah, and they say that's the worst thing to do. Absolutely. You get, and they say the same thing about cars yeah don't do that because all you ever hear is horror stories you won't hear the good stories that is true with the exception of Land Rover uh huh yeah because uh, they, 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 they you cannot their build quality their engineering is shite I would not be forking out for something that would keep going back into the into the garage so I wouldn't and it's Jen that's what they like the timing is a little bit off but I'm going to mention it anyway so be uh, keep your ears peeled so next in the new year Guys, we have an episode on a JLR product. <laughs> and just what you said just reminded me oh, yeah, of my yeah, time yeah. with said JLR product. So anyway, yeah. we will have a JLR okay. product coming in in a future episode. We've, we've yeah. just driven it, it. It's coming. But uh, yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, My own experience tells me to agree with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they just can't deny it. Um, uh, I'm thinking of what the alternatives are. If I had anything... It, I don't think there is an alternative, and I think that's why people do it. Genuinely, do you know E63 what? is there the is. other alternative. Actually, what? there is. What's that? There is. 
It's the Genesis shooting brake. Yeah, but you're going to get a two-liter turbo. No, but I'm, I'm, I'm guessing that actually. No, okay. That's the, the moment, hottest the one that they do. One. Yeah, 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 That's yeah. the hottest one they do. And the, the, if I want my all everyday car, I tell you what, I'll get then over that. What's <laughs> that? I'd get the Stinger GT, which is a completely different class of vehicle. And is and what you what the the Stinger is essentially the Audi. It's bigger than an S4, not as big yeah, as an yeah, S6, yeah. but it's essentially yeah, that yeah, class yeah, of vehicle. Yeah, yeah. It's not the RS; it's the S version. It's it's the it's the BMW M340i is what the Stinger is. So, is there genuinely no other stupendous estate vehicle out? Nope, there isn't. The market's niche anyway, and and Audi. The only reason I say the only reason, the reason why Audi sells so many RS6 Avants or wagons is because they don't make an RS6 saloon. Yeah, that's true. No, I would. I, I'm sorry. I would. I would not spend seventy grand. I wouldn't. I'd find an alternative. I can't at the moment. That's a reluctant conclusion, by the way. I know how much you've had to. I've I've watched you pour over that answer. So even now, you're not convinced. You're saying no to the listeners, but you're still sat there going, "Maybe I would." And I think that's. But that's the, what it means. That and that, and that, that I think first of all that shows two things. One, one excellent car. The Audi R6 without, without a shadow of a doubt is. But secondly, I think it also describes like the current economy that we're in. Like, I was well, looking you said, at Audis, Audis have always, always been overpriced. No, no, they have. But right now, particularly right now, when well, as we're recording this, we're talking seventy grand for something like that. Mm-hmm. That's because the prices of those have probably shot up by twenty grand. Yeah, you know, yeah. you could uh, before the, the well, the new one's eighty. The new current one's eighty grand, isn't it? I think well, used. No, brand new. They're no, no, hundred grand. grand. Brand new. They're a hundred grand. But I would I would imagine that buying it new in some instances is probably cheaper than buying a used, used one, one because yeah, you're going to yeah. be waiting for ages. Yeah, and that's yeah, what I mean. The current market that we're in, yeah, with fuel prices going through the roof as well. I mean, what was that? Uh, not necessarily what it gave you on the test drive because it would have been very low. But what that's they're going to give you mid twenties at best. Yeah. Again, like you know my view on the MPG. On I, I never no, I never look at anything. But no. And you know what? I'm the same, right? But I will 100% admit, recently driving the C63, it's starting to get really, really well, annoying. We're paying like one freaking 45, 50 for fuel. I'm not kidding. Any journey I do, I'm 30 pound lighter. Yeah. yeah 30 pound just to get in my car and do a yeah. do a, a 30, 40, 50 mile yeah, round trip. Yeah, yeah. And. As much as fuel economy isn't, you know, isn't the be all and end all, that's starting to get very tiring, especially when it my is, other car is, yeah, is yeah, a diesel, yeah, yeah. and yeah. I'll do that same journey, and the fuel gauge won't even won't move. move. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, as much as we, we're probably yeah. the last people who would ever admit that you should pay attention to fuel economy. I still don't think you should, by the way. Right yeah, yeah, yeah. now, it is a fact you to have, consider yeah, 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 you when you're going to run yeah, a car yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So I think, and to be fair, I don't think it's going to change. The fuel prices once they go up, they never come down anyway. So I don't think that's going to change. Yeah. That's it. Now they're not going to change forever. So, so I mean, like. It almost the conclusion I'm going to draw is, I would get one because this is the last opportunity to do it. I don't think they're going to make them again. They're gone. Yes, the latest RS6 is the one afterwards, but after that, I don't think they're going to do them. I think they'll go electric. They'll go hybrid. They'll go cheaper to run. They'll. They just won't make them like this anymore. Yeah, that's true. They they, they won't. They won't. You'll. See. AMG have already said that their next engine in the C63 is four cylinders and it's going to be assisted with electronic oh, turbochargers yeah, and hybrid kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's where it's going. How long before there's no petrol in any of the engines anyway in the performance cars? We know it's coming. If, I could, get one, if I could get one for 50 grand, I wouldn't even think about it. Yeah, that's it. Without the stupidity of the market, you could. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you could. Right? That, that's what I would value it at. Yeah. Because I just... I, yeah, I, I, I think that's fair. I don't see why... Why I would be asked to pay 70 grand for it. It's a lot why, of But I'm like, why? What are you, what are you giving me? It's a capable... It's an, but 70 grand? Yeah. Look, I, yeah. And you said about the RS cars. I did a little bit of research on this. Um, just, just to give our listeners a bit of a history of the RS models and all of them by the way all I, i've picked out good ones by the mm. way i've, I've they're the ones that i haven't mentioned i haven't mentioned for good reason mm. but audi have made some wonderful rs cars but all of mm. them hold their value all of them right now in the current market are that's so smart because back in the day they used to do a run of one rs version a year didn't they and then they would switch to another one then do a, they didn't do a whole range at the same time no it's only recent years where they've done yeah. that. so it kicked off in 1994 with the rs2 the first RS car was an estate car. So this was the RS2. one which was co-developed with Porsche. So it's based on the Audi 80. Remember the Audi 80? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, it was yeah. based on the Audi 80. It was the estate. They, it was in Avis blue, I think is what they called it. That, you know, that blue color, that Audi RS oh, car. Oh, yes, yes. That was an RS2. RS2 it was called. You would think but it was But it was based on the A4. Oh, no, it was 80 at the time. It was the 80 it? at okay, the time, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they had the S2. Then they had the RS2. The RS2 only ever came in an estate. 2.2-litre, two, 2. five-cylinder turbo. So, you know, Audi's five-cylinder madness began there. 311 mm. horsepower. So in 1994, 311 horsepower is a lot of no, fucking horsepower. Lot. Even now, by the way, yeah. 300 horsepower is a lot. Then the first ever RS4 joined us in 2000. Estate, again, only available as an estate. That will, that went up to a 2.7-litre oh, V6 yes. twin turbo. Yes. 380 horsepower. You know, it's only made for one year. Yeah, that's what they did. For some reason, back in the day, they always did just like one year 6, runs. Six thousand cars produced yeah, in total. Yeah, yeah. That at the moment, the value of those is going up. So you used to be able to get one for about fifteen k pre-pandemic. Now you're looking at twenty two to twenty three k, and they're only going in one direction. Uh, kind of, you know. And for twenty three k, you're looking at one that's got one hundred fifty thousand miles on it. But then again, it's a twenty year old car, right? So, mate. Try, okay, so go on. The first RS6 then joined us in 2002. Wait, so just on the RS4 points, and, yeah. and that is when they, they started as an estate, then they did the saloon. No, so I'll come to that generation. That was the B7 that came afterwards. So at the moment, we are still in the time when Audi only ever made one RS car at a time. All right, so well, they made, two, early 2000s. This yeah? is 2000. The okay, only 2000, year oh, okay, they made that RS4, 2000. Yeah. Then 2002, they made the RS6. First ever RS6. I think this was the RS6 that was in... Um, Ronin? No, that was an S8. Oh yeah, yeah. There wasn't. There might have been an RS6 in Ronin no, as no, well. There was. A, there was an RS6 in. This was. This was an RS6. Oh, it was one of the Guy Ritchie films, and the name escapes me. Lock, stock, no. Anyway, snatch. No, no, no. If we remember what it is, we'll put it on oh, Instagram. Yeah, yeah. We may well just completely forget because yeah. it's us. But anyway, if it is, it's on our Instagram. If yeah, not, then yeah. yeah, you can do your own research. But that was in 2002. First RS6. They did that in Saloon, and they did it in yes, Estate. Yes. That was the 4.2 V8 twin turbo. So this is in 2002. They were making cars putting out 444 horsepower. They're fucking. They were been. They've been mental for ages. So this was the this was the one that made Audi famous for understeer because this was particularly understeer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heavy car understeer engine out front. In yeah, front of the front well axle. Over there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But blisteringly fast. Then first and only Audi supercar comes along. The R8. 
So that was made by the RS division. Ren Sport is what RS stands yeah. for. That came along in 2006 to use the 4.2 V8, which then made its way into the B7RS4. The when did that athletes. come in? 2006? 2006 was when the R8 was launched. Okay. In 2000, wow. End of 2006, the RS7 came to life. The B7RS4. The B7RS4. Yeah, yeah. And that's the version you're referring to where they made a saloon, a estate, and also convertible. Convertible. Try finding a convertible, mate. RS4. They're the cheap. The ones that you do find, they are cheaper. So the estates hold the most value, the yes, followed yes, by yes, the yes, saloons yes, and yeah, the convertibles. So that, that and the R8 shared the same 4.2 litre V8. is essentially the same 4.2 V8 that was in the RS6, but with the turbo stripped off. Guilty, you think I would? I do actually like the RS4 convertible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but could you imagine? Like, like uh, I don't know. You've you've bashed convertibles previously, yeah. but that you know, you're talking about Audi V8 engine noises. Yes, that V8 makes a lovely noise. Now imagine that with the roof off. Yeah, no windows, yeah. no pillars, nothing to to obstruct the noise. Yeah, that would that be would, that would be bliss. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that so that V8 made 414 horsepower. Think about it. Previously, 444 horsepower with two turbos. Mm. So the amount of engineering that went into removing the turbos and still getting what just 30 horsepower oh, less. less. Oh shit! Yeah. How do you know what they're doing with engines? Yeah, yeah, they, they do. Really they do. do. Yeah, yeah. Um, reliability maybe not so yeah, much on some of these, but yeah, yeah. they know how to make an engine that performs well and yeah, sounds the bollocks. Yeah. Then in 2008, horsepower wars took over. Okay. The C6 RS6, so the one before the one you drove, five litre V10, as if that wasn't enough, throw two turbos on it. So this was, people call this the Lambo V10. It's not. It is a was version. Was this the C6? Correct, C6. And again, that was available in a saloon and estate. This was similar to the five oh, litre yes, V10 yes. that went into the uh, Gallardo. And then later the hurricane and everything else, but it's not. The well, Lambo they call engine. it the Lambo just because they own Lambo, isn't it? That's yeah, it's it not. Is. It was a different engine, but anyway, five liter V10 twin turbo, five hundred and seventy-two horsepower in two thousand and eight. Oh, thirteen years ago, the problem they were making early... a family car. I using with, air yeah. quotes again. Family car with five hundred and seventy-two horsepower. Bloody hell! What for? What need exactly, was it? Exactly, what for? At that time, by the way, the alternatives were the M5, which made 500 horsepower, mm. and the E63, which made, I think it made just under M5, 500. Yeah. And these guys went, nah, 572. Yeah, not enough. Not, not enough. enough with two kids in the back. Not enough with two kids. My two kids and my dog, they're quite yeah. heavy now. Then in 2010, the first ever RS5 came along. Same, used that same 4.2 naturally aspirated V8. They've now managed to get it up to 444 horsepower without the turbos. So it took them a few years, but they managed to produce the same power without the turbos that they were using before. Same engine as the RS4. Um, That RS5 took a bashing from Clarkson, and as a result, its fate was sealed. Oh, yeah, I remember when he reviewed it. He didn't like it, so it it was never liked by anybody, which I think is really unfair. Problem is, he put it up against the The M3 uh, at the time. time the M3 was a, was a better, more nimble. It always has been it was, yeah. It's a different car, yeah, right? Different, different, different oh, instrument. Yeah. Um, so so the, the RS4 that came out in 2012, the B8, used the same engine, but it just, 
it was overshadowed entirely because in 2012, that's when that RS6 was launched, that C7 RS6 mm. that you drove came around that year or the year after. And so nobody even paid attention to the, the RS4, RS4. Yeah, which yeah. is a very good, capable car, yeah, great yeah, engine. Yeah, they all have been the RSs. Are very but capable, this RS6 really came yeah. along. And then, then here we are in 2000, 2021, latest RS6, grand on my dream car list. I'd but sell organs. I genuinely sell <laughs> organs to buy one. They keep making it because people want them. They've got, they've got, they've got the estate, the, the performance estate nailed on. I mean, who would ever have thought the day where you talk about a performance estate? I know, but they've got that nailed on, which is why they keep producing it. I mean, it is, a, it is a say, like keep, I said, silly like, car. If, yeah, uh, you know, keep producing goes back to my other point. For how long and what will it look like? How mm. long before it's a. Is a four-cylinder or even a three-cylinder or no petrol well, I engine? Think that, nah, I think that hopefully they'll carry on because the other cars they make can offset what they do with their performance ones, isn't it? It's not necessarily about offsetting anymore. I oh, think yeah, it's yeah. just, it's demand, right? Everywhere you look, I walked down my high street this morning, local high street, everywhere I looked, every other car was electric. And that probably says something about the level of mm. affluence in the high street that yeah, I was on yeah, yeah. because you need money to buy an electric oh, yeah, car, yeah, but yeah. every other car was electric. Hmm. No exaggeration. I saw a new Audi Q4 e-tron. I've never seen one of those before. That's hmm. quite nice, actually. As me saying, I actually thought hmm. an electric SUV okay. from Audi looked all right. This is where we are. It's crazy, you know. Well, and, we, we don't have a choice but to say they look nice because that's all we got to compare to soon enough. Got, yeah, and, and it's kind of it's a bit of a fitting end to our end yeah. of year episode, isn't it? Really, because. Yeah. Uh, of all the years, I'd say 2021 is the year where the car has been on the journey. Electric has really, yeah, really, really now, come to the forefront. Absolutely, yeah. it's been there for a while, but it's 100% come to the forefront over this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Coupled with fuel shortage, fuel prices going up, the price of used cars and performance cars going through the roof, yeah, yeah. I think it's just making everyone reassess what they want, want a car yeah, yeah. for and what they need a car for. Yeah, yeah. And more and more. Well, they kind of need it less and less. Not need it less and less, but it's not. You yeah. depend on it for things like work, I suppose. Exactly. You're working from home. So yeah. now, what do you use the car for? You use it to run errands or to go and do a, do a trip, okay. a trip here and there. And if I am going to do my trip, it's once every three months, once every six months. And for yeah. that, I don't mind if I have to stop and charge the car yeah, for 20 yeah, minutes or yeah, half yeah, an hour. Yeah. It's where we're heading. It's we are, we are, whether we like it or not, over the last year, even you and I, as diehard petrol heads, even for the two of us, the prospect of owning an electric car in the future is starting to become more real. No, not for me. For you, yeah. It I'll will. Never, I'll never give in. It will do. At I'll some point, it will. It's, 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 by the way, it's, it's an incredibly sad conclusion for our no, last show of the because year. Because for that point, my, I'm not as reliant and I don't need to use my car as often now. So No, you're not. And do you know what make, you know why makes that, why that makes even more sense for you to have an electric car? Why? I'm not trying to sell you an electric car because you don't have to pay any road tax for it. I don't care. Right, so we, for me, a car is a money pit anyway. So if I have to pay for it, I have to pay for it. So what? But it's like when someone's bought a car. Oh, can you tell me the road taxes? What's the insurance? I don't freaking know. It will be something. That's what you have to pay. No, but this is my point, right? So road tax. If you buy a new car at the moment that has more than forty k RRP on it, yeah. we said this before in our stamp duty episode. Go back and listen if you haven't already. You pay a tax premium, right? So we, yeah. you're paying close to like forty, fifty pound a month just on road tax. And if your car sat there not being used a lot. That's a lot of money to spend on tax. It is. For no reason. But a, insurance is insurance. It is yeah, yeah, yeah. But A, I've got my trade plates. And B, it still doesn't matter because when I do get into drive it, I'll be enjoying it. 
look, I'm, I'm with you. I'm mm. I enjoy driving as much as you do. We know we know this, yeah. right? But you've got your road tax. Yeah, yeah. Then yeah, you've got then you've got yeah. the maintenance of a car, whether you drive it or not. You've got to service a thing every year. Yeah. Servicing a car with oily bits is more expensive than servicing a car with non-oily bits. Fact. Yeah, true, true, true. Absolute fact. Then it comes to running it. You could do a couple of hundred miles and spend five pound charging the fucking thing, or you can do a couple of hundred miles. And if there's anything like one of the cars on my drive, you're spending a hundred pound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, they're valid points. They're all valid points. It's just my stubbornness that we like no. But yeah, probably there will be a time, a very long time from now. We're probably yeah. I'm gonna. Uh, we'll, we'll have to go down that route. It's coming. So yeah, there we are, guys. That's our final episode of the year. Thank we you will for sticking with us throughout the year. Yeah, for those of you that listen to every episode. Uh, genuinely from the bottom of our hearts thank you uh, of course we're going to be back in the new year um, we haven't decided what our opening episode for the new year is going to be probably some kind of roundup of 2021 I'm sure definitely yep. um, but whatever it is it's going to be the same drivel energy that you guys have come to expect uh, you know it's going to be uh, unfiltered it's going to be genuine we're going to stick to reviewing the cars that really matter somebody asked me not too long ago um, you know and it sounds odd because we've just done an episode on an RS6 uh, they said oh do you, you guys going to start focusing more on performance cars and uh, supercars no. and sports cars and no my answer no. was no yeah, no, no, no not really we we enjoy of the people on the market. We enjoy around. the stuff that we drive. Genuinely, we enjoy the shit I get I get, I get happy when someone puts a Kia on my driveway. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, I do. When a Kia comes in, I'm like, yes. Yeah, it's stuff like that. I I'm still yeah. looking forward to driving the Vauxhall Astro when it gets released next year. Even though there's yeah. going to be thousands of the fucking things within days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still but that's the whole point. That's that's what the majority. Exactly. That's what people want. That's yeah. the majority, and that's what we're here for. And that, and that and that's not going to change for a while. In the meantime, though, if you do still want to give us the keys to your RS6s, oh, your E63s, and no. everything else, we're not going to say no. no. And hopefully, we'll 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 do the uh, do them justice when we review them, like we have today. Um, but no, absolutely, there's more of this to come. We are nowhere near stopping yet. So uh, look out for us in 2022. But until then. We, uh, if you celebrate, we wish you guys an amazing Christmas. Have fun. Uh, have fun. And absolutely make sure that you have a wonderful, relaxing break and a very, very happy new year. When you're done with your Christmas dinner, you can stick on the podcast and the family can listen. Do it while you're having your Christmas dinner. Yeah, it yeah. just it saves you talking to one another. We said this last year. It saves you talking to one another. It's better than the boring Christmas conversation at the mm-hmm. table. Stick it on while you're pulling your crackers or whatever. Drivel. Give us a listen. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.